Welcome to the Inspired Women Podcast. I am your host, Megan Hall, psychology grad student, spouse, mom, and advocate for change. On this podcast, I provide a space for women to share their stories. Warning, sometimes we chat about taboo topics and drop some F-bombs. Thank you for tuning in with me today and enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, today I'm here with Heather. Heather is a second time podcast guest, my favorite kind. No, no offense to everybody else who's the first time, but the second time, I feel like the audience that's been listening for a while already knows you, they already have familiarity, and it's a little less formal than the normal ones because I I mean I know you in in real life but like people can go and get to know you better and understand like the trajectory so yeah one of my guests was like how many times has somebody been on I'm like I think three is the like the number now and she's like oh I have goals (laughs) (laughs) I was like yes goals you bring it on lady you got more to talk about bring it on so anyways (laughs) Heather Roman is a full-time working mom of two children, six and three, artist and owner of Blue Udara Designs. Uh, By the way, uh, if anybody sees the podcast graphic and sees the t-shirt says the inspired or I am an inspired woman or woman. Yeah. Heather made that (laughs) years ago for me. I also have one that says birthday bitch that she made. So it was (laughs) Heather has worked her entire primary career in healthcare, starting as a volunteer, lab assistant, medical laboratory scientist, ooh, that's fancy, lab coordinator, continuing medical educational specialist, and now team coordinator of CME and liaison for team membership development. Ooh, lady, that's a lot. That's, ooh, you have definitely run the gamut in healthcare there. So as an artist, a Heather is affiliated with local galleries and organizations and has a mosaic bust featured in the Chrysler Museum in Norfolk, Virginia. So if anybody's around, you go to Norfolk, check it out. It's is not it, there any longer. It was featured oh, uh, for a month. <laughs> oh, for a month. I thought it was yeah. still there. It was very pretty though. Like, yeah. you know, it was gorgeous. I don't even know. Why are people so talented? I have very, I have very talented friends that I am like, I don't fit in here because I am not talented. Like one of my friends has like two Etsy shops. She does all of these things. She was talking to me last time I saw her about transforming a dress into a skirt. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, Heather's education includes a bachelor's in medical laboratory science and a master's in healthcare delivery science, as well as a certified quality associate. In her spare time, Heather enjoys reading, spending time with her children, creating and picking up new skills and knowledge. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you for having me again, Megan. missed seeing your face. Because I moved out of, uh, we were both living in Virginia at the time, and I moved from Virginia, May of 2019. So it's been a couple years. I mean, I see your face on social media, but it's not the same. (laughs) Now we get to talk. So you've you've been going through some shit in the last year ish. (laughs) Fill us in. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because the first time I did the podcast, it was for being estranged from your parents, um, specifically yeah. my mother. Now, while that has not really resolved itself other than with some healthy boundaries that I've gone through much therapy to manage, um, I have reconnected with my father and we are pretty close and his new wife is absolutely amazing. I'm so and excited for you. So if anybody had heard that initial one, I just want to give a little bit of an update. Um, and it's, it's funny when you think about things in the past, since we did this podcast in 2019, so many things have changed and I'm not the same person I was in 2019 at Me all. Me either. <laughs> when I wrote the, uh, the script or the intro for this, I think it was last year, um, before June, it was definitely before June. I know that for sure. And I'm a different person than I was then too. And it's, it's, an, it's incredible. And I've been thinking about, well, equally thinking about this podcast coming up and equally loathing this podcast coming up. Oh, don't say that. But it's not about you. It's about (laughs) what do I tell? What is my message? And, you know, what what is my why here? I I wanted to be back on your podcast to almost like a journal entry for myself or a documentation to say, okay, this is where I was before. Here's what I am now. And this is what I learned. And I think the, the common theme is that, there were so many things that had happened and people go through so many things and you can't let one item define you. You just have to keep moving on and prioritize what's important to you. Um, so when I initially wrote uh, the intro and my background for this, I was close to getting my second divorce. Um, and in that time, um, being married in Virginia, you have a, a year separation for that. Um, my first divorce was in Florida. They don't they give no fucks. So, you know, you can get divorced within three weeks if you want to go Florida way to yeah, go. Woo. So the apparently, first one was easy. It, apparently in New York is very complicated to someone. I know <laughs> it's been years because like, it's literally like all these hoops that they have to jump through and everything. And I was like, if you're separated that long and you can prove you've been separated for years, you should be able, cause the other person won't sign the divorce papers. Mm-hmm. Like you should be able to go and just be like, we've been separate this long. Just <laughs> let me sign these papers and let it be done. With. You know, some people are like mean like that and they just <laughs> want to hold on. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's interesting to put yourself in a separated category because when you move out of a state that doesn't recognize to a state that doesn't recognize, like I'm in Florida now, um, separation, they interrogate you about everything. It was actually more difficult to apply for my homestead exemption on my house because I was separated than anything else I had done in the last year. Um, I had to prove my entire life to them that I was supporting the children that, you know, I do have child support, but that's not most of what, um, you know, is being used for the children that I'm able to manage everything on my own. And it was a very interesting process because it was so, it was so intense on my life, my personal life. It was very, I felt very vulnerable. Yes. (laughs) To the city, to the state. And, you know, well, I moved back to Florida, so I don't know what I expected, but, uh, I I'm from Florida. So it made sense to come back. My brother's uh, local now to me, so I don't have to drive 12 hours to see him anymore. We're really close. And his wife is might as well be a sister instead of a sister-in-law. I love them dearly. Um, so in the last year, since I decided to do this podcast, I've gone through just about a second divorce. We're at the signing part. I moved the children with me down South from Virginia. Um, We were in Hampton Roads prior to that, which is where I met Megan. Yay! 
And I have so many friends still there and so many, so much of a great support system, but not the support system I needed for the children. Yeah. Um, so in June, I moved the babies down here. I say babies, but my son's six and my daughter's almost three. She'll be three in June. That's why I put I three on there ahead of time. I know. Cause when I did the last podcast, I was pregnant and getting my master's and about yeah. to move into a new house <laughs> and then things changed. Right. So, um, you know, we moved down here. I live closer to my mother-in-law. I'm very close with my in-laws and their family. You know, it just didn't work out with my soon, you know, to be ex-husband. We still yeah. get along the try. We've been navigating co-parenting together. Um, he's at a distance. He's actually stationed. Um, he's not in the military. He's, he's on contract um, with the government in South Carolina. So he visits, you know, when he can. And um, along the way, my son has developed very intense behavioral um, needs, let's put it that way. And he ended up in an elementary school that wasn't the best for him. It's really not the best in general. So that's, that's something that popped up, you know, that I'm handling. And, um, before we chatted this morning, I'm looking up summer school, uh, like in between curriculum, in between your curriculum, because I can't have him in daycare during the day. And I work from home now. So that started in 2020. So I'll be doing his summer school with him while he's at home with me while I'm working during the day and trying to keep it all straight. So <laughs> it's, I'd say I'm definitely as busy I, as I used to be, but in different ways now. And of yeah. course I added a kitten to the mix like three days ago. So yeah. why not? Right. When you're going to go, go all in. Right. I mean, um, I'm a cat lover here. So I'm all like for everybody getting <laughs> the kittens. We were talking before, like we started this episode that I want. My goal is five cats. My spouse's goal is zero cats. And I said, so three's in the middle. And he said, technically 2.5. And I was like, well, in math, you round up. And he said, no, 2.5. I'm like, what's a 0.5 of a cat? He was like, I guess you can't get one. So two it is. <laughs> That's what we're at right now. I keep trying. I keep like trying to negotiate another cat, but it's it's not working so far. <laughs> Well, good luck. I'll put in a good word for you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else, if you need a good word put in for your significant other or partner, I'm happy to do that too. We all need cats. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for the longest time, my Roomba was my coworker while I'm working from home. I put googly eyes on him just to kind of keep me company. He wasn't, he's not the smartest, you know, he'd run into walls and just kind of die on the carpet. And I said, well, I think I need to upgrade to his sentient, you know, being. So I got a cat. <laughs> So <laughs> I love the googly eyes. Great. Yeah, yeah there, there's a mop too, but the yeah, she's not as dumb. <laughs> she also has googly eyes. <laughs> That's great. So what I mean, what made you guys decide to to just be like, I think it's time like that we separate? Is that is that too personal of a question? I can give you a not so personal answer if okay. I won't go into too many details because you know works. how the internet goes, who knows, might, you know, might pop in at some point and hear it. And I don't want to, you know, say anything negative because I don't really hold intense negative feelings about the situation. I've yeah. moved on. I, I have a super secret that I won't reveal on this, but I, I came across something that gave me closure and, and, and really solidified my decision. Cause I was in, a, I had a lot of doubts um, yeah. that I was doing the right thing for the children. But I, I think back to my parents, they only stayed together because of us. And they were very clear about mine that too. Us, all. Yeah. And so they're separated. Um, my mom 
still is on her own. And my dad, you know, found love, like he found his true love and he's happy. And I'm, he's a completely different person too. I never thought that would ever happen. But um, as for my situation, looking back, we, we've always had communication issues um, on both sides. I'm not innocent yeah. here. It takes two to tango. Um, you know, there were some questionable habits and interactions that we had gone through there. There was definitely a, we were separating before we were separated. Yeah. Um, and that, that came to a head when he started going away for like on travel for work for an extended amount of time. So I think it was about a month and a week into that first month was when I, you know, I struggled a little bit at that time to deal with some of what I was feeling with feeling and some of the interactions we had. And, and I sat for a while, I stayed up late, you know, stay up all night, some nights trying to figure yeah. it out. And I realized that this was the natural progression. Um, and so we started moving. I talked to an attorney and started the process. And my goal when I got married the second time was not to get divorced again. I'm not, I'm my, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to go through that again. It's a lot of heartache. It's a lot of paperwork too. I mean, so yeah. only paperwork, don't even bother, but, uh, <laughs> you know, there's just a lot of changes and things you have to consider. And the first time I did not have children, you know, so it was a lot, it was very easy just to, to walk or handle our, our ish. And, um, I was in a, a good financial situation the first time. So it was easy. We were not in a great financial situation, which contributed to a lot of our issues. Yeah. Um, but thankfully or not, thankfully, depending on your perspective of the housing market back in June of last year, we will, we were able to um, cash in on our foreclosure and use all of the money to handle the issues that we had. Um, if it was not for that, it would be a completely different situation. Yeah. So um, I'm very grateful and thankful we had the resources and we have currently have resources to manage some of that. So we were able to, for the most part, do a clean break and it was not contested, which I oh, think is good. the key. Yeah. Yeah. There was no, yeah, it was not contested. He's, no getting nasty all up in there. I don't think either of us really have time for it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't disagreeable and we, we negotiated a couple things, but I said, I got to get the kids. I got to take the babies where there's support. Yeah. Um, and it was, it's, I'm very, I'm very thankful that that decision was made and that we were able to handle that. So, um, you know, living in, Florida by NASA now. So there's, it's interesting because I grew up in Florida. I spent a lot of time in South Florida and I went to my first college in Orlando. So I, I still have support network down here and friends and people that I, you know, reconnected with. And yeah. I think that's healthy for the babies as well. I agree. At my, I, I lived in Florida for a couple of years with my dad. Um, <laughs> at, when my parents separated, we moved to Florida and they, they separate. Do. Yeah. They separated <laughs> when I was around 13. I, it was like, I was going into eighth grade and, um, they made, my mom made it very clear. They had stayed together so long because mm -hmm. of us. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Our lives probably would have been much better or at least mm -hmm. mine would. Cause my sister doesn't remember much of the fighting and stuff, but mine would have been. Um, and I would have, uh, I try to explain this to people as I thought that uh, verbal and psychological abuse was normal because I saw it all the time. So I didn't Same. see it as abuse. And so that would have been, that may have been, I'm not going to say it would have been, may have been different had the circumstances been different 
with me growing up. Like people know when they've listened to the podcast, my mom said, like, I wish I never met your dad. I wish you'd never been born because then my life wouldn't have been ruined. And I'm just like, if when I was after my sister was born, if she had taken the opportunity that was presented to her to move out and move in with my grandparents and start over again, maybe she wouldn't have resented me. Maybe Mm -hmm. she wouldn't have resented him. Maybe our lives would have been different. I mean, you can't go back. Right. But like, I'm proud of you for saying like, this is not working out. I understand you didn't want to get divorced again, but saying this is not working out. Cause imagine what that would do to your kids. If you just let that stuff fester and build up. And then like, now they're seeing like unhealthy things. I'm not saying you guys will be screaming at each other or hurting each other or anything, but like, they know that you aren't happy. You know, mm-hmm. kids sense that they're not stupid. Like, yeah, they're very intuitive. Yeah, we we had a, a short stint where we lived with my brother actually in Tampa. Uh, he's in Sefner outside of Tampa. If you know what Sefner is, I'm giving you side eye. I do. Everybody, oh well, okay, well, so you yep. know. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's a very supportive. You know, couple houses that are there. You know, my brother's house and the next door neighbors. There's a lot of people involved, and it's um, it's an interesting, you know life that they have it's a lot of fun but we were there for about three months and it it was definitely a challenge you know blending the two families together temporarily and I'm forever grateful for the assistance they gave me because I was trying to find a place near them and the housing market had exploded you know we cashed in on the last house so guess what there's nothing I can purchase as a single mom separated sort of thing so we ended up outside in Titusville but at least we're close but those those three months were definitely challenging um I don't recommend that ever to anybody (laughs) I mean obviously I still love my family and I'm grateful we visit all the time but that that definitely put some strains in some different areas, Yeah, (laughs) you know, and I was living in like a little alcove in the uh, pool room, basically, you know, next to the tortoise. So it it gave great stories, you know, and it was, it was interesting, but I'm glad where we ended up Um, through all of this. I think it was so important to really think about why I was making the decisions I was making and keep focused on what matters most. So my, I've never mm-hmm. been worried about my job. I was able to take it on the road with me down South since I was remote. Um, if I wasn't able to do that, then I don't know where we would have been at this point. Um, it would have been a completely different situation. Um, but through all of that, you know, sticking with work and keeping that together and trying to get the kids settled and then buying a house and, um, you know, I had to tap into some of my reserves to buy the house. It's not like I just, met, you know, especially with this market, one. it's still fucking exploding. <laughs> I'm like, please calm down before I buy a house in a couple of years. I'd really appreciate <laughs> that because like things are going so fast and we would be doing a VA loan. Cause my husband mm-hmm. has military experience mm-hmm. and that can be a process to get the VA loan. Oh, like yeah. there's like hoops that you you have to jump through and with you mm-hmm. how fast things are going like we wouldn't have time to jump through the hoops before the house would be gone it's just wild yeah so good for you finding well, I got lucky I got lucky and I looked at about 100 houses and where I am I didn't have investors competing or you know things of that nature flippers um apparently you know Goldman Sachs is in on the business now buying a rental property neighborhoods but I'm not going to talk about news or anything because that's not what I'm here for so, <laughs> so it, we could it, spend it, a whole day talking about news all woo, over here that's a different <laughs> podcast okay mm, so 
I, things like my business, I had to really reconcile with myself because I have not done much with it, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I don't want to let it go. I focus mostly on online and digital designs for others who use like silhouettes and crickets and things. So I'll, I'll design, a, you know, some principles or things like that. And, and that's mostly what I've been working on. I wanted to test the ability to self-publish on Amazon. So I just put together Ooh. a journal, like it doesn't have anything in it, but lines. And I stuck it up there and I, I've, I've made a whole $11 most congratulations from my my coworkers. So it's kind (laughs) of like, um, you know, your parents buying your thing that you do just to be supportive. Yeah. That's the same vein there. So I'm thankful for my coworkers, coworkers. but I did it so I could say I'm published technically. Right. That's my goal right now. (laughs) I just finished a psych research project on the effects of contact and, or education and contact on mental illness stigma. I don't even know if I said that right. But anyways, I, I just you. finished it. Yeah. The effects of education and contact on mental illness stigma. That's what it is. Okay. And we are going to be submitting it for publishing this summer. That doesn't guarantee it'll be published or published this summer. I may have to submit to like a bazillion journals before someone accepts <laughs> it, but hopefully I could say I am also a published author. <laughs> well, good luck. And I'll support you. And I guess. Thank you buy a good copy vibes. of the article good vibes yeah, yeah reading the article which i'll read it through a, my through your work like yeah my, my healthcare library yeah <laughs> because you know they may not there may be a journal where you have to have like that specialized like library access but um secret for everybody listening sometimes google scholar you can find articles and somebody has linked it in a certain way where you can access an article you wouldn't normally I'm just saying just putting that out there <laughs> Yeah. So, so you're a published to... author now. Oh yeah, now I'm a published <laughs> author, among other things. Like I just keep trying to throw little things into my business and still keep I'm still a business owner, right? I'm still bu- I'm not turning any profits, but I'm totally a business owner now. <laughs> um I, yeah, so I miss that part of being able to network as much, but I'm starting to here. I've met some really great people. Oh, um I have some things lined up, but that time period of where I was trying to get everything straight, I really had to not beat myself up for letting the business mm-hmm. side go for a while that my priorities are the, are the kids, especially yeah. my son was diagnosed with ADHD. Mine too. And, oh, congratulations. <laughs> it's, Since yeah, we last talked on the podcast, mine has oh, as geez. well. <laughs> it, that, that's a challenge. And you know, there's mm-hmm. some, uh, he hasn't been diagnosed with OD, the divine, the defiance part, but yeah. there's some, you know, leaning mm-hmm. inclin- Yeah. So it has yeah. been a huge struggle. So I'm trying to pull him out of the public school system as much mm-hmm. as I possibly can and still keep my job um, just because there, he needs a re- like a massive reset before he goes to first grade. He's only in kindergarten, yeah. you know, right. and it's, it's been a struggle. Um, you know, some days I just don't turn on the, the camera for work um, because I just can't function, you know, so I've got to worry about yeah. myself. So of course, once I got this kid settled, then I got my therapist lined back up. Yeah. I did a, a program with through my insurance company, it's called Maru, M-E-R-U. I don't, I'm not getting commission or anything, but I do want to recommend it. It was very helpful. Um, it, it's, you have like little programs that you do throughout each week is a different topic and they assign you um, a therapist that you meet with a few times and then they find you a therapist to, you know, that you can see regularly. Oh, and 
my therapist has been amazing and it's been really helpful with, okay, so my mind is going all over the place. I've got 50,000 mm-hmm. things to do. Where do I need to focus? And these are the things like I, I work with resilience and leadership and coaching at work, but who coaches the coaches? Who, who is the therapist for the therapist? You yep. know, every so, therapist needs a therapist. My therapist right. told me that. <laughs> yeah. And my therapist is like, but you already have, like she, she'll recommend a resource. I'm like, I already did that last week. And I've got the worksheet and I've got the <laughs> textbook and, and it's like the, why do you need me? I'm like, because I need help. I need someone. I can't just do this on my own. And I, and I, it took a while for me to realize that, but I, even though people think I'm amazing, I got people who say, oh, you've done so much this year. I don't know how you bought a house and got divorced, live with your brother. And I said, uh, well, without drugs, number one, because I don't, you know, I don't need that in my life. So I've done yeah. it. Um, I mean, I do drink, but I'm not gonna say I don't drink, but you yeah. know, like I just, I'm not on like meth or anything. So right. like, there's, there's nothing Sixies. helping me get through yeah. this other than caffeine and, you know, willpower at this point and knowing I have to be there for my kids. Um, and they have to be settled first. And that's, I don't know. I don't think I'm an inspiration. I think I'm just doing what's required of me. I tell people all the time, like, uh, they're like, I don't know how you do it. I'm like, oh, I don't really have a choice. Like, exactly. What am I going to do? Like get rid of my kids, like get rid of my spouse. I mean, I guess technically I can get rid of him, but I like him. Um, (laughs) I I got the process down, unfortunately. Um, (laughs) Okay, I guess I'll keep him around because I like it. I was telling one of my friends the other day, I was like, you know, I know he doesn't like really fit what people would expect me to like when they meet him, they are not expecting him. <laughs> but they know me and they meet him. They're not, they don't see it as working, but it does because I have bipolar disorder. It's I'm medicated, so it's not as like woo as it used to be, but he evens that out. Like we, we like even each other out. Like he's really introverted. I'm an extroverted introvert. So like, I really need to refresh at home, but like, I like people and I'm all over the place. And so we just kind of, we make sure each other (laughs) evens out, like, you know, get him to be more social. He gets me to be more like, Meg, you need to calm down. Like, this is okay. It's going to be okay. So yeah, like, <laughs> and I do want to put in a disclaimer based on what I said a few seconds ago regarding the drug piece. Now I, I, that's not a commentary on, you know, prescription or anything like that. I'm, yeah. I do suffer from anxiety and I take Celexa and that's not a secret or anything. Oh, I um, didn't think you were, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't even, I would even go as far. I don't think you would judge somebody who Absolutely is addicted not. to meth because like no. addiction is a very serious problem. I, I, we might've mentioned addiction on the last episode. I don't remember or whatever. Possibly. It's been a while. Well, yeah. Well, because <laughs> uh, people would be like, oh, you know, how do you, you must be hyper. You must be using something. And I'm like, no, mm-mm. just no. my favorite downers, <laughs> not uppers. Cause I need to calm the anxiety down and shut up the mind because, <laughs> yeah. you know, so there's been a, a a bunch of goals I've set up and expectations for myself that I have not reached and managing that has been really important for me there. I think there's a book called the expectation hangover and oh, yeah, I, it's, it's a thing. So expectations and things like that. So you get stuck on that and you think that you're not reaching those goals. You're not doing those things that you want to do. Um, but I know when we first moved into the house here um, and the kids and I, and my son made a comment to me, he goes, Oh, it's happy mommy again. 
oh okay so yeah they read into that and Mm -hmm. that he knows when i'm not happy he knows when he's in trouble before it even happens he has that sensory piece to him um whether or not he's able to manage that effectively to avoid making me angry is a whole other thing but i know he knows and he picks up on it and he um he's my um what's that called the weather vane he kind of points in the direction yeah i don't realize i'm even in he takes my temperature and that sort of thing. So I have to keep an eye on him sometimes just so I know what I'm doing, you know, (laughs) but I'm having fun at least exploring with the kids and going on activities and doing arts and crafts and getting his curriculum together and, you know, making sure that at least he's set up for success, whether or not he makes a decision to be successful. Um, That's his choice. He is his own person. I don't own him. I can't control him. Um, I can just give him the tools he needs to be successful and be a good little citizen. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's hard. It's hard to realize that part. I have a 19 year old right now. <laughs> so I will tell you, you can give them all the tools in the world and set them up for success. And they're going to still doing whatever the fuck they want to do. <laughs> and you just have to, nobody prepares you for an adult no. child. You would just have to watch the train wreck happen and be like, this is this is your, like, this is what I can do for you. Mm-hmm. And this is what I think you should do. They make their own decisions. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Set them up for success, but they still get to choose what they're going to do with what you gave them. So it's hard. Yeah, it is not. It's not for the week at all. Parenting is tough. Um, and I was, you know, and I, I've told other people this as well, but I wasn't, I was told I wouldn't be able to have children. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I have two, that's exciting. Yeah. But if your mindset originally was, oh, I, I won't be able to have kids. So whatever, you know, and then yeah. you have kids, it completely, you're not prepared. I feel like you're less prepared than the people who prepare for children you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, what I do I that. do with this? Like, I feel like I approach things in a, in a kind of different way sometimes than other parents. And I don't know. I, I feel like I'm making up as I go along, which I hear it's true of, yeah, you know, from other parents, true. but completely true. But Especially no those of us doing. who didn't have like the best role models for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm an older mom. So, um, cause I, I had my first at 30, so I, I wasn't a young mom or I, I gone through a good chunk of my career, then got pregnant and I was like oh oh no it looks like I won't be rich anymore not that I would be headed <laughs> that way but that's one thing it's it's like, okay expensive. what do I do now I was like okay let me go get a manual or a workbook and fill it out right that's what you do with everything that's what I do with everything I've got a problem let's solve it okay yeah. now I've got kids can't solve it it's yeah. just <laughs> it's just more chaos but it's fun to watch them grow my daughter is so resilient and just nothing bothers her she and she's so sassy and mm, I have one of those. Well, actually, I have several of those. <laughs> yeah, I just, but she doesn't have any issues at daycare. If she gets in trouble, it's like because maybe she didn't want to share and she snatched yeah. something and walked away. And that is the, that is it. So whenever they call about it, her name's Isabella and we call her Izzy. Um, she calls herself Izzy Bella. But, um, <laughs> you know, if, if they call about Izzy, it's usually because she's sick. If I see about why, I'm like, oh, geez, okay, oh, okay, that's a horrible thing. I'll talk to the other parents. Yep, 
okay, okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So that, that's, it's a lot tougher. So at least I've got a yin and yang with them at that point. I've got one that's completely extreme and then one that's just very chill, likes her quiet yep. time on her own. She like dissociates from everybody and walks away. I was like, all right, all right. They're yeah, completely the different twins kids. are like that. Cameron <laughs> is the one with ADHD, uh, the medication that he's on because he was having outbursts of like anger and actually physically hitting me and throwing things. And I, I, I just was at my wits end. And I, I, it was when we first moved here, the move I, well, he was having problems before we moved, but I feel like the mood or the move, like put that on like fucking superpower. And I was, I didn't know what to do. Is that my wits end? So I got him back in therapy and, um, I know a month or two in, she was like, I think this is something more. She's mm-hmm. like, he's having a really hard time focusing on what I'm saying, which is making it hard for me to work with. I would really like it if you would talk to a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And I was like, he's really young to be on medication. So I don't know about that. And she was just like, can you just please talk to her? Like, whatever you decide to do, please talk to her. And after we talked, she was like, I recommend medication. She actually didn't know if he had bipolar disorder or ADHD, but he's really young to have bipolar disorder. It usually doesn't mm-hmm. manifest like full-blown like bipolar disorder until you're like a teenager at the right. earliest. So of course you got everything else going on. Why not add that into the mix? Right. right? And so right. they said, we think it's ADHD. Even with the anger outbursts, he's not able to process. She's like, I highly recommend some medication because it'll help him be able to process and, and like be able to do what he needs to do changed the entire trajectory of everything that kid they got him on medication. He's still hyperactive as mm-hmm. fuck, but like he can now focus. He's not angry. He's not like hitting me or throwing shit. It's, it has been a life changer for him. And I, um, he's just so smart. And then we have Adrena on the other end is twin sister who is just sassy and uh, just like, I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Izzy will look at Wyatt when he has outbursts and she just makes this face that's identical to mine when I'm confused. And yeah. she's like, what is your problem? And, and it's, it's a challenge because he's on medication. He was diagnosed, put him on medication. We have on two different medications, but he still is unpredictable. He has explosions. Yeah there's violence there's anger it's not really around me though it's always outside of the house like he he talks back and and has smaller less magnified situations at home right but they always say it's the other way around where they're fine in school but no the school and he's got sound sensitivities like he has the headphones and he has for whatever reason just a constant need for um, attention and uh, approval and things like that and so when you mix it all together with a class with teachers that don't necessarily care as much who I don't want to talk about that school in the podcast because yeah. some of it is there's some legal implications for some of them on their behalf but gotcha. um, but that's been a huge challenge because they're not helping either yeah. um, and it's very difficult when you're trying to be an involved parent mm-hmm. and they don't because none of the other parents, I don't want to say none, most of the other parents are not involved and they don't care if their kid has situations like that. You know, the other kids are doing it at the same time, you know, why it is. So he's not alone. He's not the only kid, 
but the difference is I can, you know, I live across the street from the school. I can get over there. I, I can, you know, I work from home. I can cancel a meeting and I'm still not able to provide the support because they're not communicating either. So how do you mm. be consistent as a parent when the school is not consistent and they're not even setting up boundaries that make sense at that point? And yeah. it's, uh, yeah, they're going through another administrative change. Like they're wiping out all the admins and putting new ones in for the second time in one year. Um, so I'm just kissing kindergarten goodbye. It's not the way I had hoped it would go. I wanted to be that mom that goes on field trips and comes yeah. in and volunteers. And we talk about how amazing your day was when you came home. Cause I love school. I was very good. My son was like, Oh, did you ever get in trouble at school? I was like, yeah, twice, twice, <laughs> yeah. twice. One was yeah. putting glue in the kid's hair that I liked. And, uh, I don't even remember what the other, Oh, talking too much. I got a detention from a sub. That was it. And he's like, oh, so you were bad. I said twice (laughs) and I did not do anything extreme. You know, I was just the book nerd who read the entire library, you know, by the time I, yeah. So it's, that's difficult for me because I have no idea what to do. I'm like, well, let's just do art. Okay. You're upset. Let's do some art. You know, like that's what helps me. Let's do some art therapy. I'll throw it in there. I'm not an art therapist. I don't claim to be an art therapist. I love people who are. It helps though. I have uh, (laughs) interviewed um, Anne. Uh, who does art therapy she started for herself and then she's going to school and now she is teaching art therapy classes to Afghan refugees that blows my mind yeah so this is that situation where I go I don't know how she does it (laughs) (laughs) that's I think that's the response that everybody usually I don't know how you did all that that's but it works it works That's why I was sharing is art therapy works. It helps. Absolutely. So does music therapy. We have a music therapist in my healthcare system. She's also um, um, unable to see as well. So, and it is just amazing what she can do with the singing and playing instruments and helping patients who have neurological issues because she's in the neuroscience department Yeah, and it's incredible. It really is. Yeah. She's overcome so much to help others and it, they need to do like an, a book on her, an article or something. <laughs> Just celebrate her. Does it help your human. son when you start doing the art with him? Oh, he absolutely loves it. And he loves yeah. Legos. Um, mm-hmm. He'll sit down because he's he's um, six and he'll sit down with like a giant Lego kit for 15 year old, you know, teenagers rated yeah. for teens. And, you know, he might get some stuff backwards. Maybe I give him an 80% success rate for doing it exactly accurately. Um but it's, it's incredible. He puts robots together. He makes things happen. And his mind is so analytical. When the he ADHD. He, and he'll sit there and focus. Same thing yeah. with video games. I do allow, I know, clutch your pearls, but I allow huh. him to play video games. Oh, my kids also. do too. And I play you Minecraft know? with them. They love it. They freak out. <laughs> I just got, if anybody's familiar with Minecraft, I just got them all Elytra and they are freaking out. They're just flying around Minecraft with their Elytras and stuff. And I was just like, okay, if I can make your day. Let's just do something very simple that I just, they're freaking out over. They're so excited. (laughs) Yeah. He's really good at puzzlers. Like, um, I forget the name of the, uh, it's not Ratchet and Clank's one of them, you know, stuff where you're going around and doing stuff, picking things up, putting things together, solving problems. So it's not like call of duty, nothing around call of duty. I play it. I'm not great at it, but you know, I'm not, he's a little young for that. And, (laughs) um, yeah, so nothing like Dark Souls for any of you who might know what that is. None of that stuff. No, no, no. Right. Just, you know, more of the kid-friendly things and um, 
try and keep them off the tablet as much as possible because I think there's an addiction issue there with most kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cameron will. has it. Like, but I think part of that is we were talking about the ADHD and the focus. The kid just yeah. gets so focused. Mm-hmm. My spouse said like, because I've always said like, well, the kids are almost old enough to watch themselves, but I wouldn't leave Cameron alone, but I would leave Audrina alone. And he's like, why, why wouldn't you leave Cameron alone? I'm like, he probably burned down the house. Dude is like, so like way over here that he burned the freaking toast. He did yesterday morning burnt toast. Cause he was just like way over out in La La Land. Um, and he's like, no, he would probably sit down with his Nintendo and like play for like five hours you'd come home and be like Cameron did you pee and he'd be like oh I need to pee <laughs> well I know so why it's got a pee dance I called the pee pee dance and um I hope my ex doesn't hear this but my ex, I had to I knew it from my ex too he has the same pee pee dance when he's <laughs> okay. so I'd be like dude just pause the game just just you're gonna get a UTI just go right. so I've got to do that with my son I'm like Wyatt pause it it's not the end of the world. You were losing anyway. Just go potty. Okay. <laughs> you know, I just, <laughs> I think it's a guy thing, honestly, with games. I don't, I don't know. Women are, mm-hmm. I think they're better about it, but I don't want to. Um, books too for Cameron though. Like books, <laughs> uh, the dude can read a Harry Potter book in a day. Like he is wild. We keep having to like upgrade him. And I'm like, well, you he can read at a level where they're starting to make books that aren't quite appropriate for his age. You know what I mean? Like the themes aren't quite there and we have to be like so how much do we let him read like when it comes to certain themes like but he reads at like a freaking like maybe like high middle school low like Mm -hmm. maybe like you know an eighth or ninth grade level like dude is so smart it's ridiculous (laughs) and he he would forget to pee while reading a book too Well, I mean, I kind of want to round out the half hour. Um, yeah, I can bring in my corporate speak. Like, I have a hard stop at eleven thirty. I do have this meeting that I've already. No, to I understand. Yeah. Um. So we can circle back if you'd like. Yes. Um, what would you like to leave? <laughs> what would you like to leave the inspired woman audience with? <laughs> I, I, you know, I talked a lot about a, a, a whole ton of different topics. You know, Megan and I had a great conversation um during this podcast but I think the biggest takeaway is not to give up on the fact I don't want to say give up because that's negative but be okay with not reaching a a goal be okay Mm -hmm. with being a different person a year later be okay with knowing that you can go to sleep at night that you tried your hardest even if you Mm -hmm. didn't succeed even if you didn't lose five pounds, even if your kid got a referral, you know, I'm speaking from, this is right from the heart. This is me. I'm talking about me. Um, even if you never made that bread with your kids, like you promised a month ago, you know, that loaf of bread or whatever the case might be. If you only got 50 bucks in the account, as long as they're fed, you've done your best, go to sleep with a clear mind and start again the next day, because you got to put one step in front of the other. I can come up with a bunch of other tropes if you want me to, but really get a therapist. <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand that. Um, um, get a therapist. You deserve it. And just take it day by day because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Look at what COVID did to us. Look <sighs> at those two years. Yeah. We're all trying to go back to some norm that doesn't exist anymore. So don't, why punish yourself trying to find that norm? It doesn't exist. It, yeah. Your norm is what you make it. And if that's what you want it to be, great. More power to you. Empower others to find it too. But it's been a long, it's been a long year and I am not getting any more sleep than I was a year ago. 
but things are better and it's because of the focus and just you know fighting to make sure that the kids are taken care of and that I have time for myself as well because you can't forget about yourself I'm proud of you lady and congratulations <laughs> on the pending signing of papers yeah we're getting it together I my it, yeah we get to this point <laughs> I can't find a notary but that's a whole other story so <laughs> So, um, yes. And I'm proud of you. You're amazing you. too. Otherwise I won't be on here, you know, chatting uh, with you. I support what you mm-hmm. do. And I think you're, I think you're somebody making huge strides in the podcasting community. So I look forward to listening and I'm glad to be part of the community with you. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast today. How many times do you want to say thank you back and forth? <laughs> for the next Two minutes. No, I'm if just you're kidding. if you're stressing, just give me a call and I'll just tell you why I appreciate you over and over okay. and over again. And I think more people should do that with other people as well. Thank you for being a part of the Inspired Women audience. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating review. And don't forget to share this out with somebody who could use some inspiration today. Tag us at Inspired Women Podcast, both on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day.